The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is your host, Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is SEO expert and the author of Getting Found Fast, Mo Mastafa. Go to smallbusinessinternetmarketingtips.com forward slash SEO gift to find out more. Mo, thank you for being with me today. Hey, you're welcome. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, awesome. Mate. Yeah. Mo, can you tell us how you got started in SEO and internet marketing? Uh, okay, well, um, basically, I, I started studying sort of IT and computers and all that stuff in, in college around 2001 and building my first sort of websites around that time. But it wasn't sort of until around 2006 when I actually finished university, um, I decided to set up a business and I felt right. Uh, at the time, I didn't actually really have much of a, an idea about the online marketing side of things. So uh, we went out, got an e-commerce store, developed and um, I had this uh, fantasy in my head. I thought, right, we're going to get this website online and it's going to get loads of sales and I'm going to retire before I'm 30, that kind of uh, dream. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so we set the uh, set the website up and then basically um, nothing happened. So it, it was just sat online and that's uh, kind of um, when I realized that it's not a case of um, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And um, needless to say, that, that first sort of business venture kind of went out the window because we hadn't given any um, attention to how we were going to get traffic. So I think it's, I just wanted to kind of point that uh, out to any of the listeners as well at this point because it's, it's very important. Um, I just wanted to tell you how important it is to make sure that you are looking after the SEO side of things as well um, when you're setting up a website. So basically after, after that, uh, sort of maybe, a, um, two or three years later, I decided to give the whole online marketing thing another go. Uh, and having learned from my mistakes in the past, I thought, right, this time I'm going to make sure that, um, I know what I'm doing when it comes to the, uh, traffic generation and the SEO side of things. So, uh, went out, um, started looking on different blogs and forums and then started, um, investing in some, um, SEO related uh, ebooks and then products. I also then um, joined up with uh, Stompanet. I'm not sure if any of the listeners on this call know about Stompanet. It's, um, it's an online marketing training uh, company and I went through all their materials and then basically I started applying the uh, SEO uh, things on my new website that I then set up in the fitness market. Mm-hmm. And um, after then applying these strategies, the results actually started kicking in quite quickly. My traffic started building up. I was um, in the early days getting over sort of over a thousand visitors a month and with very sort of um, little input from my side. It was literally just making sure I was doing smart SEO strategies rather than just working hard. Um, and then at the time, I didn't have a product or anything. So I was just promoting affiliate um, products on Amazon and stuff. And the sales started coming in as well. And then I started looking into sort of list building and that kind of thing. And then it kind of just developed from there. And then I was telling different people about what I was doing. I'd set up more and more sites after that. And um, and basically, I started getting uh, companies approaching me then, uh, asking me if I could show them how to do it. And then um, I've been sort of self-employed now since around 2010. And I've been working with a lot of different companies, helping them with it, them with their 
SEO strategies and uh, conversion strategy, helping them basically to get traffic from the search engines and other methods as well, obviously, like social media and that kind of stuff, and basically uh, helping them grow their business. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's, that's kind of been the transition of how I got involved in what I'm doing. So if you had to define SEO for anyone that has never heard of SEO before, what is it and why is it so important? Okay, well, what I've done here, Joe, I've... Um, I've got, got a little sort of definition I like to use just to, just to make sure I'm not missing anything here. But um, basically, SEO is um, like the process of optimizing your pages on your website for um, for the keywords that you're trying to be found for in the in the search engines. Um, and it will require certain things you do on your web pages as well as things that you might do uh, on other people's websites, such as getting backlinks. And this basically allows you to then get your website to be found in the search engines like Google, Yahoo, Bing, and so on, and um, for you to get sort of free traffic, so to speak, from the search engines. Fantastic. And it's also very targeted traffic, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, and I want to talk about um, the targeted side of things as well, because this is one of the things um, I see a lot of people doing wrong when they're doing SEO. They mm. will maybe go out and try and either guess the keywords that their customers are putting into the search into the search engines and then basically optimize their websites uh, for keywords that essentially nobody's actually looking for. Yeah. Or uh, on the flip side, they, they, people might be looking for those keywords, but they're so um, sort of broad keywords uh, that they never actually make it onto the first page of Google because they're simply too competitive for right. the sort of small business owner to actually uh, rank for. So it's very important that um, I'm going to talk about this later on, obviously, about um, keyword research and stuff, but it's it's really important that you make sure that the keywords you're targeting are very sort of targeted to your business. So then how do we do that? How do we go about finding the right keywords to use for our website? Okay, well, um, the basic process is known as uh, keyword research. And all you're basically doing is going out and finding out what keywords people are typing into uh, the search engines. And there's different tools you can use, this uh, free tools and this paid tools. Um, what, one I always recommend to sort of people starting off is just to use the Google AdWords keyword tool. Uh, you can find it if you just go into Google and you type in uh keyword tool or Google keyword tool is usually the first listing that pops up and it's basically designed um, for uh, pay-per-click users which is sort of the, the paid side of Google but you can use it as well to do research for um, for generic keywords to do with uh, SEO so basically if you were, go to the Google keyword tool you can type in a keyword to do your business um, for instance if you're in the dog training market you can type in dog training uh, hit search, and then what it'll do, uh, Google will then display uh, a list of keywords uh, to do with uh, the, the keyword dog training, and it will show you how many searches there are per month for those particular keywords, and you can filter the list in, in um, sort of by size as well to see what keywords get a little, um, little traffic and the other ones get lots of traffic. And um, it's a really good tool basically to find out how much um, traffic and sort of demand it is for a particular keyword before you actually go taking those keywords and putting them on on your website. And now, um, there's other tools like Market Samurai, which is, um, is if you go, again, you can just Google in Market Samurai. And um, Market Samurai has a free version and, a, and a, a what's called a premium or paid version. Uh, I've got, personally, I use the paid version myself, but you can just, um, for doing some basic research, you can use Market Samurai as well, not only to find the keywords, but you can also then start analyzing uh, how competitive those keywords are. Because um, 
as I said earlier, it's not just about making sure that the keywords people are looking for them, but making sure that they are not too competitive that you actually don't stand a chance of uh, ranking for them. So mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend you check out Market Samurai as well, um, and they'll be able to give you a lot of data uh, as regarding who your competitors are for particular keywords as well. I've got Market Samurai as well, Murray, and it's a great tool in my opinion. It will also help you do some other cool things as well, like tracking where you rank for your keywords. Google's basic tool won't tell you where you are in their search rankings. You have to go and do that manually. Whereas tools like Market Samurai will allow you to track what position you are right now and what keywords you're currently ranking for. So there's a lot of additional benefits that you can get from a paid tool. Yeah, definitely. So let's say that we've got our keywords. And let's say, for example, that I've got the keyword Internet Marketing Consultant. I want to get a page on my website to rank for that keyword term. How do I actually go about doing that? How do I let Google and the other search engines know that this particular page on my website is about that particular keyword? Okay. Um, What I always say to my clients is just uh, instead of um, looking at it as being too sort of um, scientific, just uh, make sure that your keyword that you're targeting uh, appears, first of all, in your page title. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the first places that Google will look when it comes along and it starts analyzing your pages. Now, um, so you want to make sure it's in your page title. Uh, depending on how you've had your website designed as well, you you want to see if you can also put your keywords in your page name itself as well. So to give you an example, um, if it's on uh, josephbushnell.com, mm-hmm. it could be josephbushnell.com forward slash um, internet um, hyphen marketing hyphen consultant dot html for instance uh, and then that's another place uh, that the search engines will look it'll look at your your url as well of your page um and then as regards the content what i try to say to people is uh, try not to be uh, too spammy when it comes to your keywords and basically what that means is tr- try not to overuse the same keyword over and over again so instead um you could maybe write an article on your on your website, and it could say, "If you're looking for an internet marketing consultant, so there's your keyword." Um, and then you could start talking. But then, what you want to do is you want to use um, related words to do with internet marketing consultant. So rather than just keep repeating the same word generically over and over again, I would use things like um, internet marketing expert or um, basically other words that relate to Internet Marketing Consultant. And these, um, from an SEO perspective, they're known as what's called LSI keywords. But without trying to get too complicated or scientific, it's basically just make sure that you're using keywords that relate um, to your main keyword. And, you, you again, you can use the Google Keyword Tool and see alternatives. And another little tip here as well, if you're looking for LSI keywords, if you just type in to Google Internet Marketing Consultant and then scroll right down to the search results at the bottom, you'll see what's called related searches. Mm-hmm. And usually there'll be maybe 10 or 15 different keyword phrases that relate to your main keyword. And you can just maybe copy and paste them into an Excel document, and make a list of them, and then you can start using them in your content as well. And um, that's basically the on-page side of things. Um, there's... There's more to it, obviously, and um, but we just keep it simple. These are the sort of priorities. Mm-hmm. And also another way to make sure that Google knows about it is not just what you do on your website, but also um, if you can create content or you can get other people to um, basically point backlinks at your website or specifically that particular page you're trying to rank for that keyword and get them to use the keyword in the clickable text, basically. It's called anchor text, but it's, it's basically the blue underlined text you see on another person's website uh, when they click on it. So they could click on it, and it comes through to josephbushnell.com 
and then forward slash and then the page we just discussed and that'll be another way to make sure that you um, you get a maximum uh, impact uh, um, from from that keyword basically sure so let's say i did a guest blog post on your blog mo and there was a backlink going back to my internet marketing consultant page rather than it saying click here to go to joey bushnell's website the anchor text should say something like uh, joseph bushnell is an internet marketing consultant or something like that or at least the bit that is highlighted should include the words internet marketing consultant is that right yeah definitely um and this is a that's that's a really important part when google's looking at um because it it kind of not only looks at what you're saying about yourself it's almost like if you think of it as character references other people it's what other people say you do on your website so mm-hmm. again like i said that that would be one way to do this just very quickly mo on the lsi keywords Am I right in thinking that they're important because Google doesn't want people to be manipulating their search engine and people have got into this black hat practice of keyword stuffing where, again, let's say I was trying to rank for the term internet marketing consultant. I would just keep putting that throughout my page, internet marketing consultant, internet marketing consultant everywhere and basically just trying to manipulate their search engine. But actually, if I was doing things naturally, it's more likely that I would be saying other things as well on my internet marketing consultant page. You know, keywords like online marketing mentor or internet marketing strategy or just things like that, things that are to do with the main keyword but are not the same keyword. Is that the thinking behind why LSI keywords matter so much? Yes, um, I I would definitely say so. It's it's because... um like one of the main themes I want to try and get across to people who are looking to get into SEO is, is try and take a, a natural sort of approach to this. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, then, um, uh, the average person who writes a blog post, they're not going to know about LSI keywords. They're not going to pre, um, meditate the whole thing. So they're just going to naturally write whatever they got on their mind. And, certain terms that relate to your main keyword would kind of organically just fall into place anyway. Uh, and it, it, there's several reasons for doing this. One, obviously, from the search engine side of things to make sure um, you're showing to the search engines that you've got content, which is sort of not just random um, gibberish, basically. But also from a, um, a user perspective, if somebody comes to your website and they read it and they, they see that your keywords just repeat it over and over and over again it doesn't really make for um, a kind of a good read from from the human perspective so there's kind of two reasons you want to do this but yeah definitely from an seo perspective um you want to start using it but also what will happen is you'll probably start seeing when you use your um if you have what's called google analytics installed on your website it's basically a free um analytics uh, sort of software that you can install on your website um, you can just go into your analytics at a later date and you can see what keywords you're ranking for. And what often happen is that you'll start getting traffic for keywords besides the main ones you're targeting. So like you just said then, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Joe, um, besides Internet Marketing Consultant, you will start seeing your uh, – you will probably start seeing traffic coming from keywords very similar to Internet Marketing Consultant. Again, I'm tr- trying to make this sound too complicated, but providing the keywords that you put on your page are not sort of uh, very, very competitive keywords, uh, you'll see probably quite early on, you'll, it's, um, like you'll get traffic from what's called a long tail as well. So you'll start get. there's many benefits basically to using sort of LSI. So you, yeah. you, you are kind of going after your core keyword terms, but you'll also start getting... Uh, traffic from other related terms as well then so long tail keywords for example someone might type in internet marketing consultant from the uk or something like that is that an example of a long tail keyword 
Yeah, so with long tail, um, a lot of people think of long tail as being the length of the phrase itself, mm-hmm. but it's actually more to do with the volume of searches that the, that uh, keyword actually gets. Okay. So um, you might have a keyword phrase, again, like um, internet marketing f- consultant from the UK, um, there's a good possibility it might only get uh, a handful of searches per month. Um, so it's kind of a long phrase, but it's also a long tail keyword phrase as well. Uh, but but the, uh, so the point being is that if you start using these um, keywords which don't have much search volume, you tend to find that they are easier to rank for as well. Um, so yeah, so with a long tail again, you can you can start using uh, the keyword tool, and basically one way to find them is either to go through keywords in the Google Keyword Tool and kind of scroll right down to the bottom. If you sort them from sort of largest search volume to smallest, it's usually the ones that have very little monthly search volumes. They are kind of um, the long tail keywords because people, whilst they are searching for them, they don't search for them very often. But they are, can actually, um, if you if you rank for enough long tail keywords. Um, collectively, you can you can find they do make up for quite a bit of uh, search volume as well, and again, additional free traffic to your website. So, many of the people listening to this, Mo, they perhaps don't know how to code websites. They don't have the technical skills to actually implement this on-page SEO that we've just been talking about. Are there any tools that can help us get around that so that the everyday person can actually carry it out for themselves? Uh, sure. I mean, it, it kind of all depends on how your website was uh, developed. So if you're a small business owner and you've hired a web designer to do this, um, build a website for you, sorry, you can you can always do your research, get your keywords, and then ask your web designer to basically implement those changes on your website for you. Um, another way would be to you could potentially outsource it to, uh, um, you can go on like elance.com and you can find a, um, a third party who can make those changes for you. Sometimes you'll find if you've got a website built, um, the web designer might have also in, in, um, built in what's called a content management system. Also, they might call it a CMS. Um, and basically, this allows you to go in and make manual changes. And oftentimes, they will also have um, sort of basic SEO uh, settings in there where you can just literally fill in the blanks. Um, if if you're maybe using uh, WordPress, um, there's also sort of free plugins you can also use. Um, personally, I like to use the all-in-one SEO plugin. There's also um, a plugin called Yoast SEO. There's quite a few different plugins, and you can j- just go into your WordPress plugins area and do a search for um, SEO plugin, for instance, and you'll see a list of them, and they've normally got little star ratings. You can see which ones. And just kind of, as long as you make sure it does um, the basics, then you'll be able to cover um, all the things we've done in this call. You'll be able to implement them. Awesome. So we don't have to freak out about this technical stuff. We can either get someone else to do it for us, or if we're using WordPress, there are some really easy fill-in-the-blank tools that will make the process very simple, which is great news. So we've talked a lot about on-page SEO tactics, Mo, but I often hear about the term off-page SEO as well. What is that all about? Well, uh, basically, off-page SEO is is anything you're kind of doing off your website that um, helps improve your rankings. And usually this all comes back to basically link building or getting backlinks to your website. Um, So this could be in terms of... um, writing content and then putting it on other people's sites. This could be guest blogging. There's lots of different ways. So that's basically what um, off-page SEO stands for. It's uh, essentially link building and getting other people to point links from their websites at your web pages. 
I know that not all links are created equally, Mo. To you, what is more important? The quality of the links that are pointing back to your website or the quantity? And, and should you have loads of links pointing back to your website? Is that even a good idea? Um, t- personally, I would say quality first. It's, um, to give an example, if you uh, get a backlink, say, for instance, you own a, a media company and you want to get a backlink, if you could, say, acquire a backlink from, say, the bbc.com or bbc.co.uk, whatever it is, or if you're maybe in the States, if you've got it from, like, CNN, um, one backlink from them would probably do you a lot more favors in terms of getting your website to, or your web pages to run quickly compared to getting a, um, a backlink from, I don't know, uh, some uh, Joe Blogs who just, just set up a blog yesterday and mm-hmm. has no kind of authority or reputation in Google's eyes. So in, in terms of quality, it's always better to, um, to, to go for quality. But it's also um, quantity does play a, a part because at the end of the day, you don't want to just have one backlink or even just five backlinks because um you don't want to kind of put all your eggs in that in one basket so to speak so uh, um whilst you are always looking for high quality backlinks from um other sort of related websites uh it's also important to to kind of keep things um looking natural as well so just as you're doing your social media promotions and you're you're telling people to check out your website what you'll probably find is that if you've got good content on your website other people will start naturally linking back to you and they won't necessarily be from really uh, amazing sort of websites they'll just be from um different people around the world for instance that have a blog or whatever or they're using facebook and they'll point links at you but in terms of um so your overall link building uh, quality is, is the first thing you want to aim for. But then again, the more quality you can get and naturally with that, you'll also get sort of less quality sites linking us at you. But um, it, uh, to answer your question there, Joe, I'd say quality always comes first. So how do we go about getting quality backlinks? Okay. Uh, there's basically uh, lots of different uh, methods. I'm just going to kind of run through a few of them one of the sort of um overlooked ones were probably the most important one is just make sure that you're creating great content on your website in the first place uh, that other people will naturally want to link back to uh, that will actually do you a lot of favors in terms of um you not having to do all the work yourself because if you, you're just purely relying on building your own backlinks you're probably going to find it's going to take become quite uh, sort of time consuming and um if you just create great content to start off with uh that's that's going to give you a bit of a head start because as you then start um say for instance you write an article today and it's a really interesting informative useful art- article and you put it on your website if you then start telling people about it on twitter and facebook and so on uh, there's a good possibility people are going to pick that up uh, um and you're going to find then that people are going to link to that uh, blog post so those people are then basically doing some link building for you. Now, that's the stuff that kind of once you put it out there, you can't really control. So it's uh, in terms of the stuff you want to kind of do yourself, uh, there's various methods. And again, um, try to keep this um, as natural as possible. I would look at things like uh, writing articles, um, again, writing useful maybe how-to articles and then submitting them to different article directories online, such as uh, ezanarticles.com, articlebase.com. Uh, goarticles.com. There's, there's, there's literally hundreds of different article sites out there, but those are sort of some of the big names. But um, again, just uh, the more you can distribute your content and have um, backlinks, obviously this goes into the, the, the quantity side of things. Uh, you can use uh, what's called Web 2.0 properties, uh, such as sites like squidoo.com and hubpages.com. Uh, and these are sort of 
basically mini websites, like a one-page website that you can just set up and you can add content. You can even embed your YouTube videos and stuff into it and just basically um, draw uh, traffic to that site and then that traffic will funnel across to your website. Um, but uh, the, from an SEO perspective, it's the backlinks you're pointing from your Squidoo um, sort of profile across to your um, your web page. Those will also help you rank. Um, I, there's other things as well, such as uh, getting backlinks from .gov and .edu sites, which are basically um, high-authority websites, such as um, educational establishments, universities, uh, government authorities. If you can acquire a backlink, um, usually these will be uh, um, uh, take a little bit more work to actually acquire because um, – Obviously, there's a lot of spammers out there who try and um, who try to hijack these links, so to speak. But you might have to send an email to the person who updates the website and and explain a little bit about yourself, and you might be able to get a backlink that way. And these are a sort of um, think of them as a bit of a turbo boost to your your SEO because if you can get these backlinks, they're very sort of reputable backlinks. Mm-hmm. Um, Guest blogging is another great one as well. If, say, for instance, if you're, um, let's use the example of dog training again. If you're in the dog training market, you might want to do a, a Google search for a dog training blog, for instance, or um, dog um, hygiene or whatever it might be. And you might find this other blogs in the industry. And usually Google will obviously rank them in order of um, sort of authority and Google's already done the work for you. They've already put them in the right order as to which, which one Google thinks is the most um, high-authority website. So you could then literally go to the website and you could send them an email. You can co- contact the, the website owner and um, explain to them, look, I'd be happy to write a really informative, unique, um, sort of fresh article for your blog or maybe a handful of articles. And would you be in, re- in return happy to maybe point a backlink to my website? Uh, that's another great way to get um, content, uh, sorry, to get rankings, but also uh, as a sort of double-barreled effect, what you'll find is that when people are visiting, say, this dog hygiene blog, for instance, they're going to read the article that you've put on there, and then a lot of people will actually, when they read to the end of the article, is then click through across to your website. So you will not only start getting traffic through your web pages naturally sort of ranking in the search results, mm-hmm. you'll also get what's called referring traffic from those other sites uh, back to your website. Again, um, you could do um, like link requests. You can ask people just to generically give you a backlink. Um, usually, um, um, I would always try and incentivize the owner of a website, like I said, by maybe uh, offering to do something for them in advance before just asking for a backlink. Um, there's also directories you can use, such as Yahoo's uh, paid directory. Um, I think it's about $200 or so um, a year. And again, Google obviously knows who Yahoo is. So if you get a backlink from Yahoo, um, that's a, uh, it's kind of uh, a reputable thing to do. So if, if you're kind of at that next level and you want to really sort of turn it up, uh, you can uh, look at paid directories or doing even stuff like press releases um, where you're basically writing something that's newsworthy and getting it sort of published across the web. And this can actually result in getting quite a lot of backlinks in terms of the the quantity as well um, for you. And just sort of uh, on a little side note there as well, if where possible, um, try and get backlinks which have what's called um, a do-follow. So uh, without being too technical, there's what's called no-follow backlinks and do-follow backlinks. And basically, um, uh, sorry, do-follow backlinks, uh, um, essentially where somebody would just give you a straight-out link from their web page to yours and um, literally um, Google 
will, uh, without being too technical about this, but Google will uh, give you a little bit more credit for a do-follow link than a no-follow link. And you can use, again, Market Samurai. Um, there's a, a module in there, a bit of, um, one of the buttons you can click on once you've got your copy of Market Samurai, and that will show you, uh, you can put in your keyword, and it will do a search for you, and it will actually show you a load of websites to do your keyword that uh Given two follows and no follows, and um, just a little sort of tip there, where possible, try and get um, the two follow backlinks as well to your website because they really help. Sure. So you mentioned there about the authority of a website, Mo. I know one factor of this is a website's page rank. In simple terms, what is page rank, and how can we view a website's page rank? Sure. Uh, page rank is basically um, sort of a quality score that Google. It's one of it's, it's Google's own term. They call it um, that they they give to a page. So, for instance, usually what you'll find is that um, the home page of a website has the highest what's called page rank score. And um, uh, essentially, the higher the page rank score, the better. So it, you, I think it starts off with a zero and it goes up to sort of a page rank of 10. And basically, the higher the page rank um, of a web page, the, the better your rankings are going to be if you can get a backlink from those. Mm-hmm. Um uh, again, th- this can get co- sort of quite scientific here, but just to keep it simple, you could, for instance, again, using Market Samurai, or even if you're using the um, a, a browser like Firefox, you can install what's called um, uh, the SEO for Firefox uh, plugin. Uh, mm-hmm. Just do a Google search for it, and basically what it allow you to do is you can then analyze uh, the page rank of various websites and see which ones have got higher page rank. Um, because in terms of um, getting maximum leverage out of your time, you want to try and target the websites that have a higher page rank um, compared to ones that have very little page rank in itself. Um, And what happens is basically when you get um, backlinks from other people's websites pointing at yours, and this kind of goes back to the whole do-follow principle I was talking about just then, if if they leave it as a do-follow link, um, basically what that means is that some of their page rank will then flow from their page across to your web page. And um, I, I, when I explain to my clients, I like to explain it like, um, like Helium, for instance. So if, if they, leave a, they leave the link as a do-follow, it's almost like Helium passing through their page into your web page, and that mm-hmm. causes your web page to kind of float up the rankings. Mm-hmm. So um, that's uh, one of the ways you can do it is using um, Market Samurai um, or the, the SEO for Firefox plugin. So let's say we're doing a guest blogging strategy, Mo, and I decided that I wanted to get 10 backlinks by doing 10 guest blog posts. Um, when we're doing the research and we're identifying the blogs within our industry that we would like to get a backlink from, it's important then, rather than going for blogs that have a page rank of one or two, to try and go for some that have a page rank of three, four, five, perhaps? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean... Kind of um, on a basic level, I would say yes. Try and go for ones which have higher page rank. But there's certain things that I mean, from a um, a long-term perspective here, is sometimes what you can also do um, um, as a strategy is if you see that there's a website that's kind of up and coming, and mm-hmm. they, they, you can see their page rank is growing, and they, you could uh, oftentimes you'll visit a website, you can see that the the blog author is regularly putting content on there, and it's really great content. There's a good chance that that website is kind of going places. Mm-hmm. So if the time to approach them, I would definitely say right every once in a while, also go for websites that maybe have a low page rank because as things are over time, their page rank will naturally increase and 
this will improve the page rank then flowing across to your website anyway. And also what you might also find is that, say, somebody who's just starting off but they're kind of heading in the right direction in terms of building up their website, um, you might find that when they're first in their sort of infancy, it might actually be easier to get a backlink from them for waiting for them to be sort of um, a big big name in the industry and then you might have to queue up to see if you can actually get a backlink from them but yeah, if if it's easier, obviously in the beginning, then start going for the higher page rank sites if you can get the links. But don't kind of exclude the possibilities of going working with guys who are sort of starting off. As long as you you can see that they kind of they got potential and they're working and they're heading in the right direction, because you kind of um, almost like a rising tide raises all ships kind of thing. If you, I would also look at that as a possibility. And again, a lot of this stuff comes down to sort of resources and allocating your time and work working out where you put time best spent. Um, so, yeah, so, so to kind of answer your question there, Joe, um, look at the high authority page rank sites, but again, um, don't exclude the possibility of working with uh, sort of newbies or up-and-coming sites as long as they, they're showing that they're kind of uh, improving over time quite quickly. How about bounce rates and time spent on site? Does that matter very much in today's SEO world? Uh, yeah, this is a quite an interesting question. There's actually um, a lot of sort of debates going on about this. Um, and uh, sort of looking at what um, Matt Cutts, Matt Cutts is basically a spokesperson for Google. And uh, he's, he's kind of said that um, Google doesn't really consider uh, bounce rates as um, one of their ranking factors, so to speak, or their, their algorithm factors, if you want to be technical. But um uh, but there has been some research done um, by different sort of um, organizations that show that the, um, after sort of the latest uh, Google updates, uh, the, the websites that seem to still be performing really well are the ones that have sort of lower bounce rates. Just uh, kind of as a caveat here, I want to point out is Google will often not really tell you everything because they essentially don't want people to play around with their, um, with their search engines. So they're not going to... Yeah too upfront to buy everything anyway just quickly mo before you go on could you explain for anyone who doesn't know what a bounce rate is what do we mean by the term bounce rate yeah no worry uh basically a uh, bounce rate is um say for instance somebody goes to your website and mm-hmm. they um, land on your web page and then they realize it's not what they were looking for and they leave your web page and they click back to uh, the search engines for mm-hmm. instance that is that's kind of class as a bounce and uh the higher your bounce rate um, basically, the, um, the so the, the lower your bounce rate, the better. So you want to essentially what you want to achieve is that when people come from the search engines to your website, uh, you want them to stay on your website or for as long as possible, and then take the action whatever you want them to do. So maybe uh, give you a call or fill in a form or whatever it might be. What you don't want them doing is leaving your website necessarily and going off to your competitor. Okay. So. so uh, even though sort of from an SEO uh, perspective, this, this is kind of open to discussion whether bounce rates are, um, play a big part, I would say even from a, a conversion perspective um, or from a usability perspective, what you want to try and do is you, you want to lower your bounce rate anyway, whether Google cares about it or not. You want to lower it because simply from a business perspective, you want people to stay on your web pages. So it's no good if people are coming to your website and they're all leaving without buying or giving you a call or whatever. So um, it's it's just good practice to try and look at um, when traffic's coming to your web page at ways to 
lower your bounce rate. And the ways you can do this is by making the content um, more engaging, um, more interactive. Maybe having, uh, if you have a blog, for instance, then if people are leaving comments, then you, you're engaging them. And again, if somebody comes to your blog, for instance, um, it's going to take them a few seconds at least to at least read the blog post and then um, to write a, a comment, for instance. And all these things add up. So, and, mm-hmm. and, and Google is aware of when somebody comes to your website and leaves and goes and kind of comes back to your, um, it goes back to the search engine. Sorry. So if, even if they're not maybe necessarily looking at it right now, it, it, it might be one of the things that they're definitely going to factor in the future. And, um, they might even be looking at it right now. Like I said, they don't, they don't announce everything, but, um, but as a good practice anyway, I would definitely recommend people to try and make sure that their content is as targeted. Um, to the keywords that they're actually trying to rank for. So that's another way um, to do it is make sure that whatever keywords you have, uh, you're trying to rank for. If you, again, with the content, uh, sorry, keywords like uh, long tail keywords, if you have a keyword like um, internet marketing consultant from the UK and they click on that and they come to your website from Google, for instance, then you want to make sure that that page is about internet marketing consultants from the UK, for instance. You don't want it to be talking about something totally different because that will result in in the bounce, so to speak. I definitely agree, Mo. First of all, just from a conversion point of view, um, from the human side of it, if your bounce rates are high and the time spent on your site is low, then you can't get leads and sales from your site, which is what you want it to be doing. So even just from that perspective, regardless of the SEO side, you want to improve those things. And I would agree with you, Mo, that Google don't want people to manipulate their search engine. But I would say that if they've got access to that information, surely that has got to be a key indicator to them, whether a page is relevant to users or not. Surely they would, because if there are two competing websites in the search engine and one is getting people spending 10 minutes on the site and the other is getting people spending eight seconds and people leave really quickly, surely Google's going to take that into consideration. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. It's... um I mean, if I own Google, that's something I would be looking at. I would as well. So they can tell us one thing, but I think it's common sense that they would take it into consideration. And like you said, maybe it's something that's going to become increasingly more important in the future. But I would say that it's got to be something that they that they at least look at, surely. Yeah. Well, Mo, before we go, is there anything else that you would say that we should know about to run an effective SEO campaign? Um, well, if you would like, I can do a little bit of a recap here, just giving an overview. So the first thing, guys, you want to do is make sure, like I said, do your keyword research. You can use the Google Keyword Tool or Market Samurai. Find out the keywords that you want to rank for. And a little tip here, try and make them relevant to your website. Try not to target sort of very broad keywords. So, for instance, if you happen to sell used cars in the Manchester area, then look for keywords relating to used cars Manchester. Don't try and just necessarily target keywords just like the word cars, for instance, because there's going to be too much competition. So um, try and make sure your keywords are relevant. They've got um, sufficient um, search volume to go with that as well, and they're not, uh, like I said, too competitive. Uh, once you've got your keywords, then you want to make sure that those keywords appear on your web pages. So as we spoke about earlier, you can use uh, plugins if you're using WordPress or if you've had a website um, built by a, a web designer, you can just ask them to put the keywords on there for you. Or if you've got a content management system, you can do it yourself. Um, and then once you've kind of um, you've got your keywords on your web pages, uh, you want to then the, the third sort of focus is then to start promoting that content, getting backlinks to your web pages. Um, from a sort of long term um, perspective, 
it's just a good idea to try and be consistent with this stuff. Don't don't just let, um, put up, say, 10 pieces of content or 10 pages of content on your website and then leave it and don't kind of go back to it at all and expect it to rank forever. Look, um, when it comes to SEO traffic, it can be very lucrative. It can bring in consistent um, leads to your website. But the key thing is, is that uh, Google wants to deliver relevant, up-to-date content to its readers. So it does look at certain things like how often you're updating your web pages and stuff. So try to make a little schedule. Maybe once a week, for instance, take the time to write an article and put it on your web page. Um, aim for a sort of a sort of 300 words. That should be sufficient um, to keep the search engines happy. Just put an article on your website and then just make a habit of doing that. Even if in the beginning it's too much to do it once a week, just do it once a fortnight or even once a month. But just just try and be consistent with what you're doing. Um, don't get over sorry, sort of uh, too overcomplicated with the whole thing. Um, just keep it simple. Make sure your keywords are in your content, like we spoke about earlier. Um, and yeah, so that's that's basically and 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 little tip here as well. If you guys are obviously using social media, you can use tools like uh, Hootsuite. I think it's Hootsuite.com, and this will help you basically um, publish your articles across the web in terms of um, send out links that point sort of back to your web pages, and this will all help you um, with getting backlinks and people checking out your content. So uh, yeah, I think um, that's uh, kind of a summary there for you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mo, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me today. If we're interested in getting more SEO advice from you, do you have anything for us? Sure. I mean, you're welcome to, if you can come to my blog, like I said, it's at smallbusinessinternetmarketingtips.com. There's a little contact uh, me button up in the right-hand corner. You can click on that and just send me a message to get in touch with me. But also, if um, any of you guys kind of want to do this stuff yourself, um, I've actually put together a report um, which outlines sort of seven of the biggest mistakes that most small businesses uh, do when it comes to um, online um, sort of SEO and search engine optimization. And originally, it was just for my sort of paying clients, but I've actually publish this now um, to the public so if you um, if you go over I think the address is smallbusinessinternetmarketingtips.com and then it's forward slash SEO gift so if you go to that address uh, you'll be able to head over there and you can download the report as well and and you can find out more and it's got lots of um, the resources we were talking about in this call and the different websites we can get them from and there's tons of other stuff in there as well of how you can go about um, getting your web pages to rank Fantastic. That's the end of today's show. Thank you all for listening in. And thanks to you, Mo, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks a lot, Joe. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.